In this edition of Locked On Capitals, we talk about Alex Ovechkin as he scores goal number 797, as he is inching and getting ever so close to goal number 800. Then later in the show, we will talk about the Capitals' play as of late. They have been playing better, but what's behind it? What do the players think is behind it? We'll talk about all of that and more next on this edition of Locked On Capitals. Your Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello and welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen or view of the day. Yes, this podcast is also available in video form, so head on over to YouTube and check it out. And when you're on YouTube, hit that, make sure and hit that subscribe button. And if you like the videos, give it a thumbs up or leave some comments. It really helps grow the channel. My name is Dan Holmey. You can find me on Twitter, it's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter, it's at LockedOnCaps. So to just start off this show, let's talk about Alex Ovechkin and just the great season that he's having so far. Another historic season, suffices to say, as he is chasing down Gordie Howe to be number two all-time goal scored, and then eventually Wayne Gretzky. And there's been some talking out there as that he's getting a lot of these goals as of late, uh, uh, empty net goals, and should they count? And my belief, my contention is now's not the time to have that conversation. If you want to have that conversation, you know, in the offseason talking about how you want to go forward, that's one thing. But to try to discredit or diminish uh, what Alex Ovechkin has done thus far, um, I think, is a bit short-sighted and, and, you know, not very fair to Ovi at the end of the day. Washington Capital star Alex Ovechkin is currently chasing down career NHL goal number 800 after starting the 2022-23 season at 780. He has scored 17 goals thus far. Ovi is third on the all-time NHL goals list behind Wayne Gretzky, who has 894, and Gordie Howe, who has 801. The next highest active player on the list is Sidney Crosby at number 34 with 534. So Capitals fans, if there's the debate, if we want to end the debate once and for all, and there's never been a debate for me, but I hear about it on Twitter, all the chirping and all the talking out there, who's better, Ovechkin um, or Sidney Crosby? The proof's in the pudding, as they say. Alex Ovechkin is much further ahead than Sidney Crosby is uh, Crosby is as far as goals, uh, goals scored, as far as goals scored on the road, as far as goals scored at home. So for me... Again, there was never really any debate on who's better between Ovi and Crosby. But again, the proof is in the statistics, as they say. And Alex Ovechkin is killing it as far as that is concerned. With his 787th goal, Ovechkin set the record for most goals scored with the same franchise. With goal number 793, he passed Gretzky for the most goals scored on the road for a career 403. Uh, some just so just taking a look at it and just some of the players that he's passed thus far. And I remember 
you know, it doesn't seem that long ago we were talking about Marcel Dion with 731, Brett Hall 741, Yamir Yager 766. Now he's number three, 797, and it is in his sights to pass Gordie Howe, who has 801. And then there's a bit of a jump there to get Wayne Gretzky as he has 894. But as he as long as he continues on the same trajectory that he is on, there is no doubt that he is going to catch. Uh, Gordie Howe and Wayne Gretzky, of course. And the great thing is that we're able to see it in our lifetime, uh, just the real great play of Alex Ovechkin and what he's done. And he continues, like I say, to keep knocking those goals out one after the other after the other. And, uh, you know, he was passed not long ago, having more milestones as far as road goals is concerned. Um, So as he continues to keep knocking out those goals, we will have it there. And you know, the funny thing is though, is he is getting these on empty net goals. But for me at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter how he scores them as long as they are legit goals and they are legit goals. Um, That is the big thing. He is 98 away from breaking Wayne Gretzky's record. So just a really uh, great sign for the Capitals, as you know, As uh, Alex Ovechkin goes, so do the Washington Capitals. And in this case, he's scoring goals at a breakneck pace, and the Washington Capitals win four in a row. Um, So just a really great night the other night for Alex Ovechkin and the Washington Capitals as they are starting to stockpile these wins and trying to, you know, make their way up the standings. Um, just but uh, taking a look at Ovi, though, just a really great season thus far. And we hope, you know, if I'm going to make a prediction, I think that they said uh, that, you know, there's projections out there where these players are supposed to meet their goals and when they should do it is that Alex Ovechkin, they initially said at the beginning of the season that it should be New Year's. But I do think that he may do it before New Year's. Uh, I guess it depends on what pace he continues to score goals and I guess how many empty net goals that he can score. Because, you know, the funny thing is about all of the empty net thing is, you know, we heard primarily this emanates from the Flyers game where people were talking about, you know, that is unfair that uh, he scored two empty net goals. And, you know, the, the the fact of the matter is, is then John Tortorella shouldn't have pulled his goalie. He should have left him in there. If they were afraid of Alex Ovechkin scoring empty net goals, then the true antidote or the true fix, the true stop measure on that is to keep your netminder in net, and then he couldn't do that. So for all the crazy talk, Konechny getting up in Alex Ovechkin's face, trying to act tough, are you kidding me? He would destroy you if he wanted to, uh, but that's not really Alex Ovechkin's brand of hockey, unless he's provoked. Uh, we can remember back to Shvechnikov in 2019 uh, when he tried to play tough and Alex Ovechkin knocked him out cold. Um, but um, in any event, just a great season for Ovi. And again, I don't care how he gets these goals. If he's getting them empty netters, if he's getting them on the power play, um, if he's getting a penalty shot, whatever the case may be, I am just happy that he continues to go along and keep chipping away at that that goal total one after the other. Gordy Howe, He's got a lock on that. That is going to happen sooner than later. The Wayne Gretzky thing, I I don't know. I mean, the projection was out a couple of years, but if he continues at this pace, I do think that he's probably going to to reach that goal sooner than later. All right, so after the break here, we are going to talk about, we know that the Capitals are playing better. What is it about that? You know, what are they doing that's making them play better? How about if we hear from the players themselves 
We'll do that next. Today's episode of Locked On Capitals is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and an analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from football to basketball to soccer and esports. We've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. And guys, even if you're not into betting. Even if you wanted to bet on an upcoming Capitals game like the Capitals take on the Blackhawks, it makes watching the games or listening to the games that much more exciting. So go to Bet Online where the game starts. Thank you for making Locked On Capitals your first listen today. For your second listen, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it is your team every day. In this next segment here, we're going to talk about the Capitals and their play as of late. We know that they're playing together, are playing better as of late. They have won four games in a row. And if you think about that just, you know, weeks ago or a month ago, you would have thought that's highly improbable because of the myriad of injuries and the poor play um, in general. But the Capitals, for whatever reason, have turned the page Despite the fact that they've lost Gustafson, they're out Alexiev. They just got Dmitry Orlov back, but they're out their number one netminder in Darcy Kemper and a top defenseman in Martin Faravari. They are still finding a way to win. So, you know, a lot of the excuses that we heard earlier in the season that they're not playing well because of injury. You know, Peter Laviolette talked about before he took on the Jets, that they are going to give the Jets a different look, that they're working on stuff kind of behind the scenes. He didn't really elaborate as to what those things are. But in any case, they are finding a way to win. And I guess I don't want to question it too much. They're finding a way to win games and they're doing it consistently. And that's what we've talked about in this podcast all this season. So that is the great news. So when they were talking to Lars Eller on the Capitals scoring goals, he said, I think uh, I took another step in the right direction with our five on five game today, especially in the second period. We were really strong and got contributions from a lot of places and Chucky uh, Charlie Lindgren, if you don't know, stood strong in net. So just one of these really good 50-minute efforts where it was only the first five minutes there in the third, they pushed and they were able to get two quick ones. And after that, I think we responded really well. We didn't panic and kept them from getting too many chances after that. Just a really good overall game tonight. And if you take a look at Lars Eller, he was one of the players that was spoke of that was, you know, this is the last year he's under contract for this Capitals team. Maybe he could be expendable, but Lars Eller has been engaged and playing better. So, you know, it is still a questionable move on Brian McClellan's part, being that we have the rights for Lars Eller through the end of the season. Would it be wise at some point to move him, being that we could get the maximum amount in return for him? I guess that remains to be seen. But for right now, Lars Eller is contributing 
and playing better. That's what we wanted from him all season. He has been a solid uh, contributor, you know, in totality overall, but you've seen a bit of production dip over the last couple of years here. But for Lars Eller to step up and play really big, that's what the Capitals need going forward. And uh, just these positive steps going forward here. On jumping out to a multi-goal lead, we have had a lot of these, which is a little uncharacteristic of us. But like I said before, the last two weeks, we're seeing little steps in the right direction. Every game or every week, we're trending the right way. And I think we can see, uh, we'll see a little bit more games like this tonight. And we really hope uh, that that is in fact the case, because that's what the Capitals need, is they need that consistency going forward. That is the biggest thing. Evgeny Kuznetsov, another player out there that, uh, you know, had a bit of a cold start, and he's a very hot and cold player, too. There are quite a few players like that on this Capitals team that, you know, they'll play really good this game and then drop off. They'll score a bunch of goals. You know, if you look back a couple seasons, Evgeny Kuznetsov was one of those players that was on the trade block. As funny as that sounds, Evgeny Kuznetsov, you know, a lot of the times top-line center or second-line center, you know, he had a dip in production and for whatever reason, he had some personal issues. He, there was COVID that year he got hit, you know, and he, the effects of COVID, um, really affected him. So you could say that, you know, at least in part or maybe large part that had to do, uh, with a dip in his production. But in any event, he has since turned it around kind of bit of a slower start to the season this season as well. But for Kuznetsov to be engaged, making those great fancy plays out there, that's what he does best. And uh, we hope for more of that of Kuznetsov. On his pass to Marcus Johansson, this in Washington hockey now, that led to the penalty shot and shorthanded goal. I saw that he's coming with me or something came to my mind that I just need a little touch because I fell. Their defenseman didn't see that JoJo was coming from behind with his speed. Sometimes those ideas come to mind, and I'm glad that it worked out pretty well. Marcus Johansson, another really great a bright spot on this team, like I spoke about in yesterday's podcast, a bit unsure when we first brought him back to the Capitals, considering that uh, he was bounced all over the league for to, in five different teams in the time that he was gone. Was it a wise move to bring Marcus Johansson back? It is my assessment so far that it was a great move. He's got a good hockey IQ. He can skate quickly and he's a great playmaker. So I am happy that Brian McClellan did in fact bring Marcus Johansson back on his power play goal alone in front Kuznetsov. They tell us that we had a good goalie. We had to go screen. I saw that Johnny got the puck and now they going to probably both go on a big man. Again, this is in his Russian, so I'm sorry if it sounds a bit disjointed. And I just got to get to open that back door and I knew Johnny was going to pass it for sure. So again, just some great production there, some great scoring by a lot of the different players on the team on Peter Laviolette's timeout for Washington and what it meant for the Capitals. Be honest with you, I didn't hear anything. You know, it's basic stuff and you know half of that I heard. I would like to keep inside probably, but there was something bad. It was, it, there was nothing bad. It was all positive. And I think that timeout changed the game. Why do coaches do that? And what do they talk about? Like he said, he was kind of wasn't really paying attention. That is some honesty that you don't hear from a lot of players. But, you know, at this point, if in Evgeny Kuznetsov's career, I don't think there's a lot of, you know, earth shaking novel things you can tell him like, guys, I want you to go out there and do this and that's going to fix it. And they're going to go, hmm, I never thought of that before. These guys are playing at the NHL level. I'm sure there's not a lot 
that you could tell them to to change things. I think primarily the timeout helped the Capitals because it stopped the momentum. The Winnipeg Jets were pouring it on heavy, and they were trying to stop the the, the momentum at which at which the Jets were pouring it on. So just great on Peter Laviolette and great on Kuznetsov for playing better. That's what we need from him is solid play. Again, when they do these timeouts, you know, you sometimes see him take out the 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 dry erase board and they're diagramming all this stuff up. And do you think they really adhere to anything? How many times do you think they draw those plays out? Do you think they actually happen the way they draw them out? Or do you think that that is just one of the assistant coaches or Blaine Forsyth? A lot of times you see him writing on stuff. Do you think the players are like, hmm, man, that's something we never thought of. I think we're going to do that. I think, you know, primarily it's just like, yeah, okay, coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know we got to play better. You know, we got to line up this different way or do whatever. Um, I think that half the time it's just, again, like I talked about, just as a momentum change. But in any event, I'm not going to try to overanalyze it too much. The Washington Capitals string together multiple wins. The team's buying in. That's what it's all about. We hope that the winning can continue as they take on the Blackhawks next, a Blackhawks team that is not playing that well this year. But the Washington Capitals have got to be careful that they don't fall into the pitfalls of a trap game. If you know what a trap game is, it's when you go into playing an opponent that's not playing that well and you think that you're going to have your way with them. And as it turns out, they're hungry to prove themselves and they end up beating you. And that's what the Capitals want to avoid. They want to avoid a trap game. All right, so after the break here, we would be remiss if we didn't talk about the great play of Charlie Lindgren. I know I spoke about it in yesterday's podcast, but he is undefeated since taking over for Darcy Kemper, as we know, who was injured after that hit from that slash from Tyler Toffoli. So, Charlie Lindgren standing up, playing tall in net. Let's talk a little bit about more about Chucky Next. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it is your team every day. In this next one, we're talking about Charlie Lindgren, who has been playing tall and what he's seeing out there. How is he being so engaged? This number two netminder on the Washington Capitals is playing better than a lot of teams, number one. On his save on Pierre-Luc Dubois, yeah, saw him, excuse me, yeah, saw him, just saw him hanging out by me. Looked like maybe the puck was going to get out of the zone. You got to wonder about these guys when they talk, their grammar and the way they speak. Yeah, he just hung back. They got the puck to him. I just felt like I got a good read on it. He's a good player, obviously. And, uh, you know, it's a good not to underestimate your opponent on standing tall and protecting the lead. You like the cushion. I love that. It was good to see we had a pretty good solid first period. I thought our power play came up big. Obviously, JoJo was was big with a penalty shot goal. To score four goals as a goalie, you love it. Just credit to our guys again for competing tonight, working hard, putting the puck in the net. Winnipeg obviously pushed back towards the end of the second they pushed in the third, but we hung tough. Good win for us. And good for Charlie Lindgren to eat a little bit of that humble pie, not saying, I did a pretty good job, didn't I, guys out there? I think sometimes it's easy to fall into those pitfalls, but like he spoke of, a good cushion is always good for a goalie, so he's not getting, uh, you know, overworked. And I think to a certain extent, when there's like just a one goal advantage or a tie game, I think that it kind of just rattles a goalie's head a little bit. Like I can't make one mistake or it's over. 
Um, you know, I know that they're used to handling that kind of pressure and he's no stranger to it. He has worked his way up through the AHL and spent, you know, a lot of time in that, but Again, you know, it's just one of those things in anything in baseball, football. If you have a cushion, then, of course, you don't have to have that intensity or, you know, maybe have to worry about so much about what is going on. But in any event, Charlie Lindgren playing lights out. He has He's undefeated, like I talked about, since taking over for Darcy Kemper. Darcy Kemper is on the injured reserve list. We don't know when he's going to be coming back, but in any event... Charlie Lindgren is up to the task. And like I talked about before, I have the ultimate faith in Hunter Shepard as well. I do think if called upon, when called upon, I do think it's going to happen sooner or later that we're going to see Hunter Shepard in there. Unless Darcy Kemper, you know, gets better in a hurry and we see him added back to the game. I do think that Hunter Shepard will be up to the task at hand. As we spoke of, he has played admirably for the Hershey Bears this season, and I have no doubt in my mind that he would play very well uh, at the NHL level. You could see there was a bit of that moment where he was kind of probably panicking, like, this is my opportunity. Uh, the other game there, when there was issues with Charlie Lindgren's skate, they were trying to figure it out, and... Uh, uh, Hunter Shepard was reaching for his mask, thinking, this is my big opportunity. I'm finally going to get some game time. But it wasn't meant to be as the coaches uh, or the um, the uh, equipment staff for the Washington Capitals were able to fix his skates. And uh, Charlie was able to go back in the game. But in any event, having Hunter Shepard out there, having Charlie out there, having Zach Fukali out there, I am fine with any of those goalies out there. And if you go a little bit further down the list there too, um, that there's a Chandler Stevenson and Garen Bjorklund, there is just a plethora of different options for the Capitals in net if called upon. I know that obviously that Hunter Shepard is revered um, as the number three at this point, or I guess number two because Darcy Kemper's up. But when Darcy Kemper is back, he'll be the number three. It's kind of interesting to see how that's changed from Zach Fukale. I think a lot of that in, in part is due to just recent play. I think that Zach Fukale is still an excellent netminder. I just think they're going with the hot hand. And at this point, that is uh, Hunter Shepard. So that is why they're going in that direction. I think at some point, if called upon later in the season, it could be uh, Zach Fukale. But as it stands right now, Hunter Shepard is the man for the job as number two. Thank you for making Locked On Capitals your first listen. For your next listen, check out Locked On Sports Today podcast. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you find your podcasts. So, once again, thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. My name is Dan Homie, and I'll talk to you again next time.